The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to Parenthood. Your life does not end here. Hi, I'm Chriselle Lim, mother of two. And I'm Sarah Son, also a mother of two. We are longtime friends and now mothers. This is Being Bumo, a podcast about all things parenting. We want to have honest conversations about motherhood so we can each define it for ourselves. We're here to build our village and we hope that you join us. I am so excited to see you. You have no idea. I've been gone for so long and I've just craved our time here together. Mm. Yeah, because you abandoned me last week. <laughs> I was literally staring at a, an empty chair. Welcome my to reflection. how podcasting was before you came into my life. Oh, I was, was just it? talking to myself. And I mean, I would interview people. Yeah, you but had guests. It was not a conversation like this. And I feel like this is such a big part of my life now where I don't get my... Sarah, my mama's son time. I just feel so weird. Yeah, it was awkward. Yes, I kept going back and forth. I was like, this is awkward. Um, I'm so happy you're back. Tell me, so how was your trip? Oh my goodness. Well, for those of you that don't know, I am in fashion and to... Wait, there are people that don't know that? I don't know. I I feel like there might be some of your listeners that listen into the podcast that are not in fashion and they just don't really know what I do. Okay. I mean, still some of my followers still don't know what I do. <laughs> They're like, what do you do again? <gasps> what is that? I'm like, I don't know. I'm still trying to figure that out 15 years later. But I am in fashion and the fashion calendar, how it goes is that there's two seasons of the year, um, which is spring, summer and fall, winter. And during those two seasons are pretty much when every single designer shows. So from New York, London, Milan and Paris, I did New York. Milan and Paris, which is essentially a whole month of traveling and just exhausting. But this was actually the very first season where I was fully back because I would do it before. COVID pretty much like stopped fashion and people were either showing or they're showing online. So it was always 50-50 until the season. Mm. And it was really wonderful getting back. It was really challenging. And it was just weird because with the state of the world and everything that's happening. and Yeah, having a right through the whole Ukraine thing. Yeah, yeah, that was just so heartbreaking. And having to kind of get up every single day and still do what we do when on the other side of the world, people are just dying and losing their families and it just felt yeah but i think the fashion world also they raised a ton of money and support actually yeah. Yeah. i mean we did the best we can and you know sometimes you feel so helpless when you're in a position of power and like a huge platform because you always feel like you can do more but at the same time it's like this is another topic that we could get into later but a lot of especially influencers were getting a bit of heat because we were still going about our days and which I understand. Like, I understand from the outside looking in, it's like, do you not care? But it's like, oh. no, we, I care. We yeah. care immensely. Yeah. But you also have to do your job. Yeah. yeah. But at the end of the day, it's also a job. Yeah. And so that was really challenging, just kind of like balancing that out and also just feeling the motivation because you're like, wait, why am I going to a fashion show? Like, what what's going on? Where's so, the purple outfit? Did where, you see my comment on what your purple one, the your purple kind of feathery outfit? Oh god, that was Roberta Cavalli. <laughs> okay, I was like, please show up to the recording studio oh, in, on wearing that. I should have. I'm so sorry to disappoint <laughs> you that I'm in like an oversized cardigan That's and my sandals too. right now. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, I had a lot of fun, but I'm so happy to be back. I was just telling you that like I'm a little thrown off right now because after a month of traveling, coming back, you're trying to get back into the rhythm of things and you're just like, wait, what? What do I do next? Like, how do I drive? Like, what time do I go to sleep? Like, how do I parent? Like, what is this? I mean, how do I parent? This yeah. is actually a good segue into our topic today uh-huh. because I was gone for almost on and off for about a month, and their dad was taking care of them for pretty much the entirety of Fashion Month, which was essentially what we were doing before when I was married, anyways. But today's topic is. About co-parenting, which is a topic that I've been dying to talk about, but I haven't really been able to just because my situation was kind of under wraps. But now I have a really important question, though. Okay, is that just like how do I sign up for that program? <laughs> is there is there a sign up sheet for me too, or just <laughs> exclusive to people in the situation? <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna lie, the situation's. Pretty awesome. Okay. And okay. Define co-parenting for people that are not in that world. So co-parenting is a term that we use once you're separated, or maybe you no longer live with your partner, but you're sharing custody with your kids, and you are both parenting your kids, but not under the same roof. Mm-hmm. I think that is, in my terms, that's what co-parenting is. I might have. There might be different situations, but at least for me, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And co-parenting. Let's kind of backtrack a little bit without going into details. When I was coming out of my marriage, that was honestly, and I think till this day, probably the hardest thing I had to go through because, and I think for anyone who. It's either thinking about a separation or divorce or whatnot. I think the number one thing that they think about are, are their kids. They're like, no, I can't do it because I have the kids, right? Mm-hmm. How are the kids' schedule going to look like? What? How are they going to react? Are they going to be okay? Like, we have to share the kids. Like, what? Yeah. I didn't what sign is up. that? Yeah, I didn't become a parent so I could share my kid with somebody. And so I have to say that probably the number one reason that people either don't follow through with separation or divorce is probably because of the kids. I mean, you've heard it before from kind of our own friends or my own friends. They're like, "I'm just gonna stay because of the kids." Yeah. How many times have you heard that? Many times. Many times. And I'm not saying that's right or wrong, but it's become such a it is a biggest, I guess, and to stay reason to stay. Yeah, and so for me, when I and by the way, April, which is coming up, is my birthday month, but it also has a whole new meaning now to me because that is when I decided to choose me and I decided to make that leap of just like the next chapter in my life, which was really really scary. But I think. Once you kind of take the kids out of the picture and you focus on what you need to do first, mm-hmm. then the kids will come. It's almost like that saying of like putting on your own your mask first on the um, airplane yeah. before you put on your and kid. then the kids. Right. You don't really freak out over like what the kids are gonna do or how they're gonna react. You think of you first and you figure that out first, and then the kids will follow. So today's episode is really about how. 
how that transition was because I know so many of my own personal followers after knowing what I went through DM me all the time of like can you share you know how that transition was for the kids mm-hmm. like what does your schedule look like yeah. so I'm going to share kind of all the little nitty-gritty details on that I think that would be so helpful yeah yeah but just to put it out there it's like it's not convenient for anyone in the beginning like I have to say that it is inconvenience to the max Mm -hmm. if you think about Mm -hmm. trying to figure out a whole new logistical kind of schedule and then also as a mother right as a mother you're just like wait am I less of a mom because Mm -hmm. I don't have my kids the whole time anymore Mm -hmm. and so those were the beginning stages for me like those are the questions I was asking for and in the beginning, I felt like I had to fight more of their time mm-hmm. because I am their mom and I should be with them all the time. And that mm-hmm. they, they, I literally birthed them. Mm-hmm. They come from me. They are a part of me. So in the beginning, I thought naturally like, no, I'm going to get majority of the custody. I'm going to get, you know, and then dad can see them on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it didn't work out that way. We're 50-50 now. And I'm so, so happy that we're 50-50 now because I'm a true believer that if the kids can have, and I know that everyone's situation is different, but if the kids can have both parents present equally, that is the healthiest thing for them, mm-hmm. right? Even yeah. in marriage yeah. too, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so that took me almost about a year <laughs> to, <laughs> to really accept. Yeah. I mean, not a year because it's been a year now, but I was at least the first six months for me to accept and be like, okay, the girls need their dad as much as they need me. I love that. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that was the hardest mental hurdle that I had to get over. <gasps> and once I got over that, that's when I was like, okay, how do we make it work where it's easy for the girls? Meryl is celebrating International Women's Day throughout the entire month of March by encouraging women to go outside. Fresh air and movement can be self-care in the most pure form. I really believe that. Meryl wants every woman to show some self-love this month by spending their me time outdoors. Meryl has a wide selection of shoes perfect for this, including our favorites, the Antora, the Bravada, and the Siren Edge. All of them are incredibly lightweight and have great traction for even the trickiest of hikes. These styles are perfect for celebrating International Women's Month as all three were designed with the unique shape of a woman's foot in mind. All three hiking shoes are made as sneakers as well, so the transition from street to the trail is seamless. Whether you walk, run, or hit the trails, Meryl is here to celebrate you this month by focusing on how less can be more simply by getting outside. In the spirit of celebrating women worldwide, we also heard a little rumor that Meryl is launching an awesome hike club later this season to show how women take it to the trails. We can't wait to learn more and are keeping our eyes on Meryl.com. Also, shopping for our outdoor gear there. Can you, how did you come to that conclusion? 
Were you just reading different things or talking to other families? Yeah, I yeah. Mean, a mixture of everything. I think for me, it was talking to other women that went through divorce. Okay. It was also, so I did a lot of therapy. I did two to three times a week of therapy mm-hmm. for a good solid like six months. I was really dedicated to it. And then books. There's a book that's called The Co-Parenting Handbook. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then there's another book that's called like How Toddlers Thrive in Co-Parenting. And so I would just read for the first six months. All I do is read. There's a few. And then I'll try to list them on my Instagram or like maybe on this podcast podcast, episode. But there are so many books that really, really helped me. And I think a mixture of all of that allowed me to come to a conclusion where I was like, okay, their dad is a wonderful dad. Mm -hmm. And I just have to accept that for what it is. And for that reason, the girls deserve to see their dad as much as they see me. Yeah. yeah. And so that was step one, I would say, is just my own fears and my own mental thoughts on like what could or couldn't happen. And then also <laughs> in the beginning, <laughs> what? <laughs> I have so many funny stories. I feel like this episode could be really long. Well, it could be a 10 part series. <laughs> yeah, we could we could do a part two, part three, part four. I should just start a podcast on co-parenting. Just the co-parenting podcast. <laughs> no, I won't. I'll be here forever with you. So. In the beginning, I remember when I would hand off the kids to their dad, I would literally write a 50-page novel <laughs> email oh, uh, to like instructions of instructions. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he didn't read it all because it was, I wouldn't have. <laughs> it was pretty ridiculous. But that was just for me to know that I, I, I guess I, I struggled with control a right. little bit. Yeah, yeah. And that yeah, was I'm- my way of controlling, even though like I... Probably like 90% things didn't happen on there. But it was just my way of controlling. I did that for a good six months. (laughs) Where are these notes? Oh, God. They're in my email, my inbox. But I go back and I look at them. I'm like, dang, I was. I I was like, the girls need to get ready for bed at this time. And then right after bed, they have to do this, this, and this, and this. Mm -hmm. And the girls love to wear this pajama. (laughs) They love to read this book. And they like to eat this for breakfast. And if they don't like this for breakfast, and they, you should probably give them this. And I'm like, <laughs> that was psychotic. Yeah. But, you know, I that could... is the motherly in- instinct, which is kind of when your own little babies are no longer in your household. It's like you want to do the most you can. Of course. And now that I'm a year in, it's, you know, I'm like, whatever happens, happens. <laughs> Just keep them alive. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, we, we've come to a really great partnership. And, you know, even though things didn't work out for our relationship, I'm so, so grateful that I have him as a, a co-parent because mm-hmm. we are wonderful co-parents. And it's crazy for me to actually say that because I'm, I, I don't even know how to describe this, but I'm very much like, you do me wrong. I I will <laughs> F you up in every single area. You know, like I'm just, I'm that girl. Yeah, yeah you're right? scary. Like, yeah. You don't, you don't F with me. Don't mess with right? me. But if anything, one of the things that I learned is that I can separate, I can put things into categories and mm. kind of create boundaries. And that is the biggest learning lesson for me throughout this co-parenting, like, I guess, experience. We will have interesting conversations between our lawyers and ourselves, but then like a second later, we'll be so lovey-dovey with the kids and we'll still be able to like send pictures to each other and like, share about how proud we are of our girls. And I never, 
ever thought I could be that person. Ever. Right? Mm. And so I'm really proud of us. And Mm. it's so weird for me to say that. I'm really proud of him. I'm really Mm. proud of me. I'm I'm proud of us, uh, the kind of steps that we took. I mean, we're not perfect, but we're flexible. And I remember talking to one of my friends, has been divorced, and she... Basically, in a nutshell, she hates her her partner, yeah. her her ex. But I remember her, her telling me one thing, and I never understood it until recently. And she said, but at the end of the day, he has my back and I have his back. And mm. at the time, I was like, what are you talking about? You mm. hate this guy. How do you have his back? And how does he have your back? And now I get that because... Like, no matter what, the girls' dad will always be their dad. And I will always be their mom. And if there's anything that he needs from me, like, I will be there in a second. And same thing with the girl for him. Like, the other month, it was a few months ago, the whole, like, the girls and their dad, they all got COVID. And guess who was delivering food and taking care of them, like, every single day? Is that not called marriage? I mean, yeah, <laughs> basically. So yeah. you, when, once you have kids yeah. and you're co-parenting, you're going to have to find some sort. You're going to have a relationship with this person, whether mm-hmm. you you hate them or not. Right. Yeah, Because the girls. Because of the girls, your kids. And you yeah. always want them to. The other day, Chloe told me, she was like, mommy, I'm so happy that you and daddy are friends. Mm. And for me, I was like, Wow. I guess to her, she thinks we're friends because we really make an effort to, to be cordial, to and, be cordial, yeah. and to be as loving as possible with mm. them in front of with each other in front of them, and that will go a long ways for them, you know. And yeah. and even though we don't live in the same household, they still feel like they're being raised by a loving family. Mm. And so, me, that is a successful co-parenting, co-parenting relationship. That's so. But then I think it took me about a year, and I I know everyone has their own time frame. But it took is, us about is a, a year. year considered short. It sounds like like to come to this place where the both of you can be like we'll put the girls first and leave our beef out to the side. Is that I don't know. Is a year I mean, normal? I feel like I feel like a year is a good time frame because it it allows you to really reflect on kind of what has happened and yourself and maybe even not get over it, but become a little bit distant from the emotions that went into it in the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. So I think at least a year, you got to give it at least a year to feel somewhat, I guess, ready or healed. Ready. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, some people are, are a lot faster. I know okay. some people that are like friends within like, mm-hmm. you know, six months. I don't know, but everyone has their own time frame. But now talking about a little bit one of the biggest questions I get is like, how did the girls transition? Like, how were they like? So when this was happening, Chloe was six. She's seven now. And Colette was two. And she's three now. I am very lucky that the girls were relatively young, especially Colette. Colette will never really have like a, a recollection, I would mm-hmm. say, of like mommy and daddy being together. Maybe very little. Chloe definitely does. But in the beginning, she would ask questions because she was genuinely just confused. I think it was less emotional for her, but she was just genuinely confused Mm -hmm. of like, okay, well, why can't you guys not be married, but still live under the same roof? Oh, she actually asked you that? Yeah. But these are valid questions, right? right? Because they're changes. Yeah. Yeah. And then so I would have to explain to her like, well, you know, mommy and daddy, we've been fighting a lot. And it's a lot healthier for us to live apart. You know, we're still one big family. And, 
you know, you will have mommy time, you'll have daddy time. So that took about, I would say, three months for her to really understand what the new schedule is. But it also took us about six months for us to figure out what schedule works with the kids. Okay, um, what do because you mean? in the beginning, both him and I wanted to see the kids so much. We're like, okay, let's do every other day switch off, right? <laughs> oh, like, I see. I every see. Every other day we'll see the kids. Uh, like mm. one day you get them, the other day. And then we're like, okay, this is way too much. Mm-hmm. So then we tried 232, two, which is like, Two days and then three days, two days and three days, two days. And we would go like back split and forth. the week. Yeah. yeah. And that became a little too, that was like essentially three exchanges. And then so at that point, Chloe was like, I just want one long week with mommy and one mm. long week with daddy. So it was Chloe who vocalized that. And so it was really hard for us because we, never gone a week without seeing the kids for that long right but then chloe was like i just i don't want to do the back and forth thing it was too much for her yeah and so we gave the one week uh so it's friday through friday one week on one week off a try it was really hard in the beginning because it's essentially like seven days without seeing your own kids but you know we facetime sometimes we try to meet up and she loved it and she was like this is great i really mm-hmm. like this mm-hmm. and still to let's say that's a schedule that we have okay and so it took again it took about six months for us to finally find that rhythm but you have to try all sorts of things mm-hmm. right um, well it's interesting that she works. dictated the schedule i'm so that's glad that so she did great I don't think we would have ever gotten here even thought about it yeah she because we would have rather did like two three two so we could right. see them all the time right? right but she dictated it she liked it and even, um, so we put Chloe into therapy for a few months, like for three months, just to make sure that she was good. And, you know, her therapist was like, she's fine. She's really, really healthy. If mm-hmm. you guys need anything, give me a call. But she doesn't really need this anymore. But she even, the therapist even said, it's much healthier as they get older, if they could have like a stable place that they can call home for a longer period of time mm-hmm. versus like always having to switch off back and okay. forth. And so I think this one week on, one week off has really worked for us. And honestly, even for me personally, it's helped me a lot because now I can plan my entire kind of work schedule, travel schedule around those weeks that I don't have the girls. Right. And then same thing with him, I'm sure he could plan around that as well. And so, yeah, it's been a year mm-hmm. and we're doing it. And the girls, I think as they get old, if if you're getting divorced or separated once the kids are way older, that's a whole different conversation. Mm-hmm. I would imagine it's a lot more traumatizing because it's a lot of psychology behind like why and, why mm-hmm. and was this all fake and like yeah. what is the you know? Yeah. I have friends that are going through and they have older kids and it's a lot harder I would say mm-hmm. from what it seems like. But for me with the girls being so young, this is their new normal mm-hmm. and for them in their class Fortunately and unfortunately, divorce, separation, having different family dynamics, gay dads, you know, yeah, all the family parents. Structure. Yeah. The dynamics are so different now mm-hmm. that it's not frowned upon. Right. It's not, it's not um, shameful. And so it just because it has become their new normal. And there are random times when Chloe is like, why can't you and daddy be together? And then I have to like kind of go back oh and my. be like, okay, well, let me explain again. When does she ask those questions? Uh, she asked me that like a week ago when I got back. It was just like really random. But sometimes I feel like she just asks just to hear my answer. <laughs> and 
I always tell her the same thing and she knows the answer to mm-hmm. it. So yeah. it's always like, mommy and daddy love you guys so much. We'll forever be your parents. But, you know, um, we were just not healthy for each other. We we're fighting a lot and we're a lot happier when we're living separately and we want to be happy. You know, mm-hmm. your dad deserves to be happy. Mommy deserves to be happy. And she's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's for dinner? <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so it's just become their new normal. You know, again, like anybody that's going through changes, even as adults, it does take time for that transition. But now it's like, okay, mom, see you next week. It's like, it's become it's so normal. It's normal. It's and their routine. Yeah. It's their routine. And in the beginning, of course, it's hard. It's like, oh, see you next week. I'm no. not going to see my babies for a whole week. Yeah. Like, it was so heartbreaking. We're going to talk about that a little bit more in depth later. Yeah, I think after our lunch break, we should talk about the perks and the benefits of not being with your kids for a week. (laughs) Yeah, that's the list I was trying to sign up for. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, it took a lot of work. You know, I I would be lying to tell anyone if it's easy. It's Mm -hmm. probably the hardest thing that I've had to go through. But now the benefits of it is just like, Everyone's happy. I feel so much more more well balanced now. When the kids are with me, I don't really work, which is strange to say because I'm a workaholic, but mm-hmm. I turn off at a certain hour with them and I enjoy them. I think that's the biggest part. I think when I was with them 24/7, not that I didn't love them, I still love them, but I was not enjoying it as much because it was just I was in it every single day. And when something gets taken away from you, you you realize the value of it, right? And the importance of it. And so I think for me personally as well, I've been able to enjoy motherhood so much more mm-hmm. with the schedule. And I, 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 I would have to say probably with their dad as well, because now we're just like, when the girls are not with me, I'm thinking of like all the fun things that we can do together when they're back. And I've just become so much more ba- well-balanced, I mm-hmm. think, so... Yeah, I love that. Okay, should we take a break? It's spring, guys. Can you believe it? I am so excited. It is officially my favorite season. Hope you guys have some fun activities planned for the family. And if you guys don't, not to worry. I'm going to talk to you guys about something that I'm obsessed with, which is KiwiCo. KiwiCo is defining the future of play by making it engaging, enriching, and seriously, so much fun. My kids are obsessed. They create super cool hands-on projects designed to create a lifelong love for learning among the kids. KiwiCo delivers enriching hands-on experiences that will spark curiosity and inspire creativity. Kids can discover the engineering and mechanics behind everyday objects, the science of chemistry of cooking, geography and culture from new cultures, and brand new art and design techniques, all through seriously fun hands-on projects. We recently did the KiwiCo Marble Timer and it was so much fun for Chloe and I to do together. Well, she did most of it but I did help out a little bit. We constructed a marble power mechanism that helps keep time. We experimented with the timer and designed new paths to help the marbles run faster, slower, and everything in between. Chloe's favorite part was watching the marbles go. Her face just lit up. Then we used our mechanism to time ourselves while creating colorful dip dye wood art. It was so much fun. This was Chloe's, I think like 10th or 11th crate. We pretty much lost track at this point. But she has really been into science and chemistry. It's actually her favorite subject in school and it's really supported her love for science. We just got the KiwiCo astronaut crate and we'll be trying that out next. Your child can get super cool hands-on science, art, and geography projects delivered to their door every month. 
They'll be so excited to see these arrive in the mail. The day the box arrives will be their favorite day of the month. Trust me. As a parent, I get it. It can be so hard to find creative ways to keep your child busy and challenged, especially during spring break. But KiwiCo does a legwork for you so you can spend quality time tackling projects together. There's something for kids of all ages. There's no commitment so you can pause or cancel at any time. Redefine learning with play. Explore hands-on projects that build confidence, creativity, and critical thinking skills all year long. Get 50% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line with code BUMO at KiwiCo.com. That's 50% off your first month at K-I-W-I-C-O.com. Promo code BUMO. What do you have for lunch? What pill did you bring me from Milan today? (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, I have no pills and powders for you. But what do you have? I mean, there's this bar called That's It. Oh my God, I love that. Oh, wow. Okay, here you go. Here you go, hungry peasant. And my kids love My kids love this one too. They usually hate fruit snacks, like Mm -hmm. like things that taste relatively healthy. Mm -hmm. But they do such a good job on, I don't know what it is. Because it feels like fruit leather. You know, like the what is that fruit leather? The fruit roll up. Yeah, yes. it feels a little bit like that, but it's heartier. And it's so good. It says no sugar added, 60 calories. It's supposed to be just the pure fruit. And they it's also have great. a bigger version too. Oh. This is the mini fruit bar. They have a bigger version. I pack these in my kids' lunchbox every single day. Same. They love it. I love it. I have I actually traveled with these. I bought the whole box mm-hmm. and I took it with me to Milan and Paris because during fashion week, it's just really hard for me to find in between time. And no one really does to go in Europe. You have to like have a proper sit down meal. Mm, so, I can't wait for that life. Uh, slow life. I mean, yeah, slow life. But you know, in during fashion week, I, I just need to go, go, go. Yeah. So there's just no time to eat until like dinner time. So I carry this whole box around and finish everything. Mm. Yeah. Okay, what's your favorite? My daughter is mango. I actually like apple blueberry. I like apple strawberry. Oh, okay. okay. Yum. Take a bite. Thanks for bringing these. You're my face. These are pretty good. Are you surprised it's going this well? I am. I'm like super surprised. Yeah, no one... Mostly it's horror stories after divorce and after just Yeah. I but mean... I think I think when it comes to the kids, as long as both parents, and I understand everyone's situation is different, but as long as both parents want the best for their kids, even if they had a horrid divorce breakup story, I always find that somehow they find a way to make the co-parenting relationship work. Because at the end of the day, that's all that matters is how you're going to raise your kids, right? And what their experience is. You don't want them to like be traumatized from the experience. So we're trying to protect them. And so Yes, I'm super surprised that like we've been able to have this awesome co-parenting relationship. But at the same time, not really because him and I are both loving parents and we both love the kids so much. And so for me, I'm like, of course we would do this for the kids. You know, no matter what happened to us, of course we'll do anything for the kids. And yeah, so I don't know. It's I'm so, so grateful. If anyone told me like, the week or the month that I left and that my relationship with their dad was going to look like this, I wouldn't have believed them. I'll be like, you are, you got to be kidding me. 
And I have to say that we talk more now than we we were talking before. Because we're married? Because yeah. That's so interesting. Because now we have to always be aligned. We're not under the same house. We can't just be reliant and assume that like we know things of each other or know things of what the kids what's happening with the kids. So constantly texting all the time. Constantly so I do have to put that out there for those of you that are thinking about it. Just just know that it doesn't mean, especially after you become a parent, it does not mean that you don't ever talk to your ex ever again. You're going to have to talk to him or her a lot. <laughs> it could be a good or bad thing. But yeah, I'm really just happy. And honestly, my all my girlfriends, including you, that have kids that are like, how do I sign up for this co-parenting schedule? Yeah. No, so, so what does that actually look like? The week off, week on and… Uh-huh. What, what does that look like? So it's one week on, one week off. We usually do Friday to Friday. So just to get into real the real uh, gritty details. Uh, Friday after school. Friday, the parent that has them drops them off. And then the other parent picks them up from school. And then they have them for up until the next Friday. Again, once you get over the hump, and given that like your partner is somewhat responsible and they know what they're doing… You kind of just let them run with it, right? Same, fifty page no, note. No no fifty page essays. Yeah. But it's that trust factor. And I think with co parenting, what a lot of people don't talk about is that to have a successful, amicable, loving, trusting co parenting relationship, you have to trust the other person. And yes, they're not gonna do things a hundred percent the way that you want them to do it, but that's the decision that you made, that he or she made to live that life, right? And just understanding and knowing that if you are going to co-parent, then you are the parent when you have the kids. I mean, you'll always be a parent, but when they have the kids, they are going to do the things that they're going to do. And again, as long as it's not, not harmful and they're not like doing anything wrong or horrible, then you have to be okay with it. What about when there is a disagreement? What about when… You know, you want to do this for, I don't know, for example, like right now we're thinking about middle school matriculation for my kid. And I'm thinking like, what if he wanted that school and I wanted this school? I mean, I mean, that's when you're still a couple because you still have to talk it out and hash it out and figure out the conclusion. But I have to say that we've gotten to a place where we're, it's not about us anymore because we don't have that relationship with each other anymore. So now that when we do have to talk about certain things, it's really about the kids now, right? And it's really about what's best for them. And usually what's best for them, there's a more obvious answer what would be best for them. Mm-hmm. And it's not because like I want them to do this because I I, I yeah. want to do it. Yeah, It's really what's best for the kids. Mm-hmm. And like for instance, the other day I wanted them to do soccer or sorry, tennis because our other good friend, their kids are in tennis. And he was like, well, I really want her to do jujitsu instead. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, I want them to do tennis. Uh-huh. And he's like, well, I think jujitsu is something that's important, especially mm-hmm. as girls. And I was like, okay, that's fine. We'll do jujitsu then. Okay. So it, it's like, it just becomes less about your ego and mm-hmm. not about like, because I think half the time when you're fighting, when you're a couple, it's about trying to win yourself and like you getting your way. Whereas now it's like, okay, you are right. Like they probably should learn self-defense and they could do tennis anytime, right? And so I was like, okay, yeah, you're right. 
let's I do ha- I would agree with with him on yeah this one. <laughs> your kids is jujitsu right <laughs> yeah yeah so so I'm arguments saying, yeah they still do happen but when you take yourself out of the picture it just becomes a lot easier mm. and again that's just in my situation I know everyone has their own triggers and everyone has their own situations but it's been actually quite easy for me in that sense and I'm so so grateful now I have to say that my week on and week offs are you're smiling real big right now (laughs) (laughs) it's it's become so awesome because well you said that you enjoy like motherhood in general better because you have that yeah break or whatever yeah yeah you have a break but at the same time it's like I think when you sign up for motherhood and when once you become a mother, you take yourself out of the equation. And that's just natural new mom syndrome, right? Like you don't have the capacity or the time or the bandwidth to think of yourself. You can't even like get yourself dressed normally, right? Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. at least for the first, I would say five, five years, years truly, right? Yeah. So it does. And I'm still technically a new mom in a sense where Colette's only three, right? So I, I'm still kind of in that. But because of this co-parenting schedule, I have a week off to think for myself for the first time in my life. And I have not thought of my, for myself. And a lot of people might think otherwise because I'm in fashion. And I do all these glamorous things. But that's my job, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's not something not... that I want to do on my leisure time. I don't want to be freaking taking outfit photos on my leisure time, oh, you know? Horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds terrible. <laughs> I don't want to be like on my phone on my leisure time. Like I just want to do the things that bring me joy. And I've never had the ability and the capacity to think about what makes me happy Mm -hmm. and what gets me excited. And for me, what I've discovered is one, reading. I love, love reading so much. It like brings so much joy and just inspiration to me. But also two is actually going out and having fun and drinking and partying and hanging out with my girlfriends. Mm -hmm. And I never did that, which is so strange to say because in my 20s, I was so busy building my career. As you know, mm-hmm. I barely made any time for any of my friends. Uh, in my 30s, I had my the kids. Babies, yeah. And now that I have, in my mid-30s now, I have this kind of extra time every other week. Like, I've just been enjoying life. <laughs> <laughs> so great. I love seeing you enjoy your life. Yeah. yeah. And it just allowed me to become so much more grateful and present and Happy. actually inspired to do things outside of like my own because before it would just be work and family work and family work and family mm. and then I I almost had these blinders on where I couldn't see anything outside of that but now that I took those blinders off I'm like wow like the world is my oyster I have so much experience there's so many mm. things that I don't know about and I just want to learn I want to digest everything in and so it has allowed me to become more of a whole human being too mm. which is so weird to say that co-parenting has allowed me to do that. Or like your marriage was somehow stifling that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm not saying that marriage has to be that way, right? right? And I know plenty of people that can still be this whole human being while being married, right? And and I obviously didn't have that, but it it took me this experience from the divorce to co-parenting to really understand and experience what life truly can be, right? Yeah. And so I'm very grateful. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so happy for you. I'm, yeah. You know, like there are random moments where it's like 
the teachers will say, oh, she has this and this happening. Where is it? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> like, I don't know. It's not my week. Like, I'm out of the country right now. So there are still hiccups. And that is part of co-parenting where there's going to be, you know, sometimes the kids will leave their backpacks at the other person's house and the folders there. And there's a lot of back and forth that does get messy and is really annoying. This is like TMI, but sometimes I'm like, okay, these are the really nice shoes that we just got you. So like, maybe you shouldn't wear them back to your dad's house because they probably won't come back to me. I mean, there's just just like them here. (laughs) Yeah, just leave them here. But they're just like funny little things like that, that you would have never thought of until you're actually in it. But they're, you know, those are minor things. And I'm just really proud of the girls. I'm proud of. And oh, another thing that I didn't talk about Mm -hmm. was because the girls don't have a constant with me or their dad like every single day now it's like one week they have only their dad one week they only have their mom the girls have become their own constant right so they they are kind of and they know that and it's so beautiful to see their relationship blossom in this way uh, my sister and I we never had to take care of each other because my mom was a stay-at-home mom and she was always there. We never had to pick thing, pick up for each other. We never we never had that opportunity. Not saying that I wish my parents got a divorce. <laughs> so you could have a better relationship yeah. with your sister. Oh, I yeah. have a lovely relationship with her now, like after college. But at, at a young age now, they really understand that they only have each other consistently. Mm-hmm. And it's so beautiful to see how they take care of each other. Like yesterday, Colette fell. And for me, I'm all about like, don't don't run to a child when they're hurt or like they're they're crying because they need to learn how to kind of self-soothe, right? But Chloe has become almost like her mom in a sense, because now when she when she hears like a cry, she'll like run to Colette and be like, Colette. And Claude will be like, I hurt my knee, I hurt my knee. And Chloe will be like, okay, let me get a Band-Aid for you. Let me do this, let me do that. And then she was still crying. And then I was just watching them. And and then Chloe was like, I don't think you're that hurt. Do you just need a hug? And Claude's like, stop. Yeah. Oh, my God. And she gave Claude a hug and Claude stopped crying. It's just the sweetest thing. And yeah, I'm like, I don't know if they would have that relationship if I was always there for them and so again I'm very grateful that they have this opportunity to take care of each other Chloe like brushes her hair and ties her hair for her if she doesn't like wipe after she pees she'll like make her go back and she'll make sure that she wipes properly I mean just to see Chloe step up into this role it's like so heartwarming for me because Mm -hmm. I'm just like oh like at least I did something right for her to understand how to care for her, care yeah. for and have sympathy for her little sister, right? Yeah. And so that just makes me so so proud. So another benefit of co-parenting. <laughs> yeah, but they're having so much fun. They're having so yeah. much fun together, yeah. and uh, just makes me so so happy. But yeah, what would be sort of the last words you would tell a listener if they're in this initial transition that doesn't. You know, you're a year and so in it, but like that first rough few months. I would say be really patient with yourself. I know that in the very beginning, 
there does not seem like there could be any solution. It doesn't seem like there's any hope. I just remember those beginning days and I still get like goosebumps thinking about it because I just remember thinking that's like the end for me. Like Mm -hmm. I I didn't know how I was going to ever be happy again and how I was ever going to find a a new life. And so I think one is just being patient and knowing that I I don't think I've met one person where they're like, it didn't work out. It always works out at the end. Always. And so you just have to do what's the next best thing for you. Don't try to think like 10 years down the line, five years down the line of how your kids are going to turn out. That's what I was doing. That's why I was writing those crazy emails. (laughs) We all do that. We all do that. Married or not, right? If you're going, we're going on a Miami trip. I'm sure you're going to. Well, no, your kids are a little older now, so. Yes, but even still. <laughs> yeah, you're like, wait, can I do that? Can yeah. I do that? Can my husband handle this? I yeah. don't know. But yeah, I think one, just being patient, but two, also talking to people. I think that was really a big part of it. Talking to just hitting up the most. I was hitting up the most random people that I knew that went through it because that would give me a little bit more insight and hope because they would always say yeah it was hard but my kids are 15 and 16 and they're fine and they're like the happy and so if you just look at the end result and stop focusing on like like the current yeah the current pain then it gives you somewhat a motivation to get up the next morning and to like do the next best thing right And as I mentioned, don't try to plan like your five-year roadmap, Mm -hmm. but having an understanding of what your life can look like in the next five years, 10 years. For me, that was just talking to people. I remember I, you know, I'm I'm acquainted to Reese Witherspoon through a mutual friend. And Mm -hmm. I remember like hitting her up on DM. Uh Like, Reese, this is what I'm going through. Oh, you hit her up on DM on Instagram. (laughs) I'm sorry, Reese, if you're listening to this. I know it was so random. I'm not that close to her, but like she was so nice to just give me some advice. And Miranda Kerr, I'm actually mm-hmm. friends with her. Mm-hmm. And I had a, I had dinner with her. It was like during Christmas. It, it was for like an event and we were sitting next to each other. And she was just like telling me her stories and how she dealt with it and what it was like for her. And of course, these are very high profile women. But I would also talk to just like my neighbors, right? My neighbor with the very first house that I was staying at, it was like an Airbnb until I figured out like where I was going to stay at more. 70-year-old couple, it was their second marriage, both of them. Mm -hmm. And they would be like, darling, you don't have a thing to worry about. The second marriage is so much better. (laughs) (laughs) And they would just like be having a glass of wine with me. And they're just like, it was just those random moments when people would take their time to share their story, whether it be like a Reese Witherspoon or my next door <laughs> <DM>. neighbor <laughs> on DM or my next door neighbor. Mm. And all of those stories have brought hope and inspiration mm. to me. Hearing people talk about their stories on podcasts and, you know, the amount of podcasts that I listen to. I think there's a podcast called I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna drop some podcast oh the divorce doctor she's great she has a great podcast uh mom's moving on that's another podcast there's I listened to journey beyond divorce for a while my podcast subscription was all divorce podcasts because I was just trying to find hope and inspiration from other people Mm -hmm. 
So that would be my number one advice is be patient and just talk to as many people, listen to other people's stories. And and yeah, I mean, don't ever doubt yourself, right? Because it's so easy to get into that mix of like, oh, did I do the right thing? Did I make the right choice? But your gut instinct took you this far and there's a reason why you're here, right? And so for me, I never ever doubted myself because I knew that this is what I needed to do. But then there were days when I'm like, oh, this is really hard. My old life would have been so much easier, right? Mm-mm. So I would like kind of get back into that headspace of, oh, maybe I should have yeah. just stayed because it would have been so much easier. But we're not here for easy, Mm-mm. right? We're not no. here we were to here live for, an easy life. No, we're here for truth and authenticity. Yeah, yeah. and to live a fulfilling life. Yeah. And so. That's my advice for you guys. And thank you for sharing it. I, I know it can't be easy to like open up and talk about all this. I'm, but you're right. I think because like you've heard other people's stories and yeah. that's inspired you, gave you hope and you're kind of paying it forward in some ways. Yeah. I mean, I am getting to a more comfortable place now to be able to talk about it more openly. I, I don't think I would be able to a few months ago. But yeah, I want my story to be able to help other women that are going through it, even men too that might be going through mm-hmm. it. And hopefully this will give you guys some hope. And you guys can always DM me. I try to She answer. DMs Reese Witherspoon. So I think you just opened the gates. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I DM Reese Witherspoon. So you guys can DM me too. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, thank you, Sarah, for listening to my rant about co-parenting. I, I'm so interested. <laughs> I'm still waiting for that wait list. If you guys have any uh, questions about co-parenting specific, I know... It could get real specific and real different for different situations. Let us know and maybe we'll cover them in the next episode or the next few episodes. Maybe we'll do a part two. I don't know. Yeah. Um, And like it's going to evolve for you too, I'm assuming. Yeah, it will evolve. I mean, I have 18, no, 15 more years of co-parenting. So I'm sure there will be many other challenges that come with it. But I'm so happy to hear this This first bit has been good though oh thank you and you look so happy and healthy it's wonderful i am very happy well thank you guys so much for listening make sure to subscribe to our podcast leave a review that would mean so much to us and make sure to hit us up on instagram all right bye guys next week bye Thank you so much for listening. We want to keep this conversation going with you. So please leave us a DM on Instagram and make sure to follow us and subscribe to our podcast. And we would love it if you left us a review. Also, if you're in the Los Angeles area, make sure to visit us at Bumo Work at Westfield Century City Shopping Center. And if you're looking for educational-based content entertainment for your little ones, visit us at www.bumobrain.com or at Bumo Brain on Instagram. 